Welcome to the Wheels Up Podcast, the resource to help business, executive, and VIP travelers stay safe on the ground and in the air. Join Executive Protection and Travel Security Specialist Troy Clayton as he shares tips on how to give yourself or those in your care a safe journey, no matter where your travels take you. Welcome back to the Wheels Up Podcast, the only podcast out there specifically designed for you, our listener, whether you're a corporate high flyer, a person of influence, or a security industry professional wanting to know more about what's on offer and what's available in some of the specialist fields. We cover topics relating to travel safety and security, executive protection, corporate security, international risk assessments, country briefs, and health and well-being. We have expert guests from across the security, defense, and consulting sectors. I'm your host, Troy Clayton from Panoptic Solutions. And before we get into it, don't forget to go to iTunes or your podcast platform, give us a rating, and leave a comment. The more stars, the easier it is for our followers to find us. And the more comments that you provide us with, it helps us better understand what it is you want to hear. Now, let's get straight into it. And we've got uh, Steve Elberton from Obstructure. How are you going, Steve? Oh, great. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Steve, back in the, in the seeds, our co-host again. <laughs> Sweet. So today's, uh, today's podcast, we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about business. We spoke about um, this previously uh, when Steve and I caught up last time. Uh, and it was about, um, you know, we, we were just nutting out how we got into the industry and, and you know, some of the mistakes we've made and whatnot. And so we thought we'd um, do a bit of a sit down and talk through, you know, how to essentially establish a, a business and how to establish a security business, I guess. Um, I guess from the outset, we should probably mention that neither of us are financial advisors, uh, neither of us are business advisors. So, um, uh, you know, that's probably a, a better place to start, but this might give you a, um, a bit of a rundown, rundown yeah. on some of the mistakes. Neither one of us are attorneys, so. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. So, um, so, yeah, I guess, look, first things first, I mean, but, you know, Steve, you, you've got into private business recently. Um, I've been doing this for a little yep. while. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, tell us, I guess tell us a little bit about your journey into the, into the business space. Yeah, the business space, you know, when I started out, of course, uh, that was in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, is really when I got going. Of course, I was still, you know, and, and these guys can look at my blogs and read my background. I think mm-hmm. I go over one on an entire blog about how I got in the industry and got going and everything. But, uh, you know, as I got going, um, I, I looked, to be honest, I looked at, at it as a business straight from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um because, um, you know, when, when you work as just a single operator, um, for me, I, I, I just looked at it as a business and kind of ran it like a business, but I really wasn't officially a, a uh, legal entity, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, and I would say for guys as whole, if you look at it like that, when you're a contractor, um, and, and of course, you know, going back to what we've talked about is, probably what 80% of our entire industry are contractors. So, you know, um, and I I think business not to confuse everyone either is that there's, uh, you know, you can, you can own your own business and it can just be you or you can own your own business and be like Troy and employ hundreds of people. Well, I'm not quite sure about hundreds. (laughs) Well, I I I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think for everyone listening to just to clear that up, 
that don't get into the idea of, oh, a business, oh, I have to have an office space, I have this, I have to have so many employees, I have to have, uh, you know, y yes, you need a strategic plan, but so going back to when I started, that's what I did. I just, I just had, uh, uh, I just had Albritton Security, which was my last name, and I, and I did everything under that, yeah. uh, you know, and, and uh, that's what you can do. I don't know, you know, in Australia is different than the U.S., but in the U.S., you can do what we call a DBA, which is a doing business as. Okay. Um, and of course, there's some downfalls to that, but there's also, uh, it's a great way to start because you're just you and you're using your social security number and you're, you're, you are the payroll, you know? Yeah. So, so you go, uh, you know, you're, you're soliciting work from your contacts and hopefully, you know, you've got, uh, those built up, but, uh, that's how I started. I start. I just started contracting and, uh, you know, um, I think so around 2006, eight, somewhere in there, you know, um, as a contractor, you end up working for multiple companies, maybe six or eight different companies mm. because you're getting a little bit here, a little bit there. And, yeah. uh, and that's how I started out. Um, yeah. that's how I started originally, um, as a, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, I moved in from that point, you get tired of it. Sometimes you, you know, just like anything else, you think the grass is greener on the other side. Um, and I think we all do that. Um, I definitely have gone through that to where, Oh yeah, I want to go do this. I'm, I, I think it's better. I want to get into the corporate world. And, and, and of course I, I did that also. Um, and then I think after a few years for me, you circle back around wow. and you kind of find yourself. Um, but you do realize, uh, and, and I would encourage guys to explore in the industry. Don't just pigeonhole yourself and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, particularly if you're young, you're in your 20s or 30s, um, because, uh, and never say never, you'll be surprised what you will do, what you said you wouldn't do, but, uh, but yeah, and then, and then now uh, I'm at a different stage to where I did, uh, you know, run a small business, it was just me, a DBA, and then I, I you know, of course, went overseas and contracted and, and so forth, and then, uh, yeah, did the corporate thing for the last six or seven years and uh, now circle back around and, yep. and that's like that. You know, your, that your, your DBA sounds very similar to what we have here in Australia as a, a sole trader. So basically a sole proprietorship. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically yeah. it's just you uh, with a, what we call a, a, an ABN or Australian business number, which is very similar to like a, a tax file number, um, but yeah. specific for mm -hmm. a business and, and you just essentially exactly what you're saying. You, you're just contracting to um yeah that's right different companies yeah so that, that's yeah the big and the biggest downfall for that not to get into the weeds on it is that if you're doing a dba in the u.s the same uh with what you're talking about is that you can't typically you would not typically solicit clients directly mm. for you because you're gonna put you're running into some problems there because you, you know you don't want to as a dba you don't want to take on a client and their liability yeah um because you might not own your house tomorrow because yeah. they will if you mess up or something and we don't never intend to screw up or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that, that's the downfall. You can really put yourself out there and get in over your head. Well, lit litigation is uh, really big over in the U S isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's, putting it's, it like, like a, it's, it's <laughs> a hobby over there. <laughs> yeah. Is it not like that in Australia? Or? No, not really. I, I, I really? No, we don't have the same sort of, um, I guess, litigious society or, or those people that sort of, um, 
I, I don't know whether don't, it's culture or whether it's um. You which, just beat people up. You don't sue them to death. <laughs> we, <laughs> we take a big stick to it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess look, one of the things that I did, um, well, I wish I did better when I first started up was was sit down and do up a business plan. Um, you know, yes. moving forward now that you know we're fairly well established and whatever else, uh, we we certainly have those in place and and we review them every so often. But when I first started up, it was very much, you know, let's, let's just get a business going and, and let's move forward. Um, and made, we probably set it up, you know, we didn't, we didn't really set the business up the right way. So I think um, by sitting down and doing up a business plan, understanding what it is that you want out of it, mapping out what you need and, you know, where you want your business to be in the next five years is probably a good place to start as well. Oh, man, definitely. I think the downside to a lot of people, though, doing it, actually thinking it out like you're talking about, the way you really should do it, yeah. <laughs> is that the downside of that is that if, if uh, you know, I, I don't know what the percentages or numbers are, but as you know, then the, the, the runs into the scenario of people not actually acting because yeah. you know, it's like kind of like saying, oh, well, I, I'm, I've got to do my strategic plan. And once I do that, and once I do this, and once I do that, then I'm going to do my business. Well, five years later, you can say, well, a lot of people have never done it because they feel like, well, I'm not 100% prepared, so I'm not going to do it. So there is something said for just jumping into something a little bit. Um, I just call it naivety. Oh, absolutely. A little bit blind because you, yeah. you actually, it just takes action and you do it. But yeah. you do realize you make a lot of mistakes doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, business oh, is brutal. Um, me included. But, but that, that being said, you know, going back to what you just said then, sometimes you just got to get in and do it. Um, yeah. We did a, a podcast with Reese Dowd and um, he runs a company called Operator Edge. And he, he's the same thing. Sometimes just don't think it, just do it. Get up, just do it. Get, yeah. it, get it done, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's absolutely a lot to be said for that. Um, yeah, I, but, I listen. I Oh no! I was going to go ahead. I was just oh. going to tell you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, with my company in the last two years, we we have man, we have uh, really been in the entrepreneurial uh, headspace, meaning yep. the the uh, professional development space. Yep. Um, and, and really, really followed that. Uh, you know that space. And I want to say that space, meaning you know, going to actual seminars, going to on, on, on uh, entrepreneurs and starting new businesses oh. and, and the whole social marketing machine and how that works. And I know you've done that too. Cause I look at your, I look at your stuff. You're doing the exact same things that I'm doing. And, the, and, the, and it's not a coincidence. There's, yeah. there's a certain, there's a certain group of, of uh, people that you follow. And I say, you know, for example, for guys, you know, start listening to your tip, like listen to like Tony Robbins. Man, you'd be amazed how much you how you how much you can learn from people like that. These guys that have been teaching this stuff for years and years, um, that you're kind of like, ah, oh, I don't have time to listen to him. Well, you you'd be shocked on what you could learn. Uh, but but well, anyway, would, no, that, that's that's a good point, and we sort of jump. We're probably jumping ahead here, but um, uh, I was going to talk about pick a mentor, find a mentor. Um, you know, and we're, we're sort of moving well and truly ahead of, of starting yeah. this here. So maybe, um, maybe I'll hold, hold off a little bit, but that's, that's kind of the space you're sort of speaking about there, you know, pick, yes. pick someone that you look up to, someone that's been there, someone that's done that, knows those things and then, and learn from their mistakes. Um, but just bringing it back to the, back to the planning side of the house, um, you know, the, you know, within our industry, 
most of the most of the, the people that we deal with are either ex-law enforcement or ex-military. You know, and obviously we've got a, lot of them. A, a splattering of um, those guys in the corporate space as well. But most people would know what a SWOT analysis is. You know, sitting down and writing out your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. You know, and that you can do that for your business. So you can sit there and go, well, what do I bring to the table here? What strengths do I have? Um, what weaknesses are there? What, where, where's my, where do I fall down on, on business? And for most of us that come from those backgrounds, we've never run a business before. So that there That's right. is the biggest weakness. Um, but the, you know, figure out what your opportunity is. Is your opportunity in your, in your, you know, your county, in your state, in your, um, your town or, or your country or internationally, you know? Are your clients your opportunity? Do you have a do you have a lead into those sorts of clients? And and while we're talking about leads into clients, just one of the biggest things that you don't want to do in the industry, one of the the one of the things that'll get you pinged straight away, if you think that poaching or going to um, another guy's clients and poaching them is a way to start your business, you're starting your business all <laughs> so that that right there you're going to fail straight from the start. So just be very careful. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a short term solution for a long term. Uh, yeah. Long term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Issues. That's what's yeah. going to happen. A long term pain. But um, yeah. The other, the other yeah. thing, your yeah. threats. So your threats, what are your threats? Obviously your competitors, but you know, at the end of the day, your competitors don't have to be your threats. You know, you, you know, we're all in the same industry. Yeah, sure. There's some cowboys, but you know, not everybody out there is a threat. Um, you know, there's, there's enough there for everyone, you know, to go around. So just be aware of that. Uh, be respectful. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I will tell, I will say that just to follow up on that piece alone, that has, that, that piece of advice has really helped me about the feeling like other companies or other people are my enemy. Yep. Uh, I, I will say, I don't think that way anymore. I honestly don't think that way. And, and that has really uh, helped me. Uh, it just helps me sleep at night because I'm not worried about the other guy. I don't worry about other companies, what they do anymore. Um, and I would say I probably went through that stage where, I, you know, you, it's the competitiveness in you and you feel like, hey, what are they doing over there? I'm going to yep. follow what they're doing. Or, man, I wish I had what they have. I, yeah. I don't. I will say at this stage, I do not, uh, I don't uh, follow Well, you that. lose too much sleep. It, 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 it's too painful. Yeah. It's, it's something that's outside of your control and, you, you know, it's not worth worrying about. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. The work right now in the security industry, it's, there's a lot of work out there. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not, when I say that, I don't mean that everyone is, is making millions of dollars and, and you're, everyone's doing awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that there is a lot of work and if you find that niche that you're good at, um, there's work there, and there's work for there's work for uh, for everyone. Yep. Um, and, and particularly if you work your way up, and and you know you work your way through a specific process, you'll you'll there's plenty of work. So when you go when I go to seminars and stuff, I don't I don't look around the room and and you know uh, feel like oh I'd like to have what he had or. How I just do my yeah, look. Uh, the other thing too is there's 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 companies out there or there's guys out there that are obviously more professional than others, and sure. you know there's nothing wrong with teaming up with those guys or throwing them a bit of work every now and then, or 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 just working together. So not everyone that's a competitor is an enemy. Um, you know, different companies. You know, certainly in the, even if they're competitors, they can they can you know help you can help each other out. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. I guess the other thing too is, you know, you need to be aware of what space you're working in too. Like 
Are you working in manpower space? Are you working in crowd control? Are you working in surveillance? Are you working in EP? So that's that's the other thing, right? You can't be everything to everyone. Certainly, we, we like to think that, but um, maybe as part of your business plan, sit down and figure out what it is you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and that's where it goes back to the security industry is so broad right now. It's, um, it is a very niche-oriented uh, industry, um, and you do have to kind of pick what you're going to focus on. But, I, but that doesn't mean you can't go out. You know, I, I'm, I'm getting into that right now. Uh, you know, it's like, well, I've already started looking at the private investigation piece because it's such a huge part, and it, and it commingles with what I'm doing. So there's so many times, whether it's, you know, hiring employees and you now, now I've got to vet backgrounds. So I've got to do a background before I hire somebody. So for me to be able to do that, uh, I kind of need to have a private investigator background. But oh, that is, that, is that a legal thing in the US that you have to have a background check? Um, well, I mean, I, I guess you don't have to, but uh, I definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good, a good hiring practice if you, you know, um, if you can afford to do it, um, I think it pays dividends um, as far as, and, and when I say a background, I don't, I don't mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean going through and, 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 um, you know, regular people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I'm just talking about doing your due diligence. Gotcha. Um, you know, for example, the average corporation in the U.S., if you go to work for them, you're going to have a credit check done on you. You're yep. going to have a, a, what we call a 50 state where they run you in all 50 states to make sure you don't have a criminal history or criminal background. Mm -hmm. So for even for a small company, for me, I like to do that. I like yep. to know that someone, you know, if you had a bankruptcy a year ago, that doesn't mean it's a deal breaker. It just means that you, you might have to explain that to me yeah. Yeah. before you work because you're dealing with a lot of cash and maybe you're dealing with money and credit cards and stuff. So, yeah. um, totally. but anyway, yeah. So oh, going in sense. going back, I'm digressing, but, yeah, so look, you, you, you can dabble in those other things, but I will say, yeah, you, you can be kind of a uh, jack-of-all-trades, master of none, mm -hmm. but in the end, you gotta, you got to really partner with people. So, um, you know, as a small company, I do that right now. I partner with it. Rather than me going to a background, of, uh, uh, you know, be a uh, PI and be a background investigation school and all that, I don't have time for all that right now. So, um, you know, you just, you just partner with different companies and uh, saying – you know, that, that that's something they're good at. So you just kind of partner with them. So definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's a great tip, actually. Partner partner with another company. Oh, partner, partner with, with many companies. Yeah, yeah. partner with companies uh, of services that you may not necessarily have the skill sets to do, but want to bring on board. That's right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great. Yeah, tip. take you know, you can take a piece of paper and write down all the the main fields in the security industry: physical security, executive protection, surveillance, cyber. Um, uh, yeah, cyber. And then you, you can just kind of check them off and say, hey, do I know someone in that industry? No, I don't. Well, you know, you might get on LinkedIn and or one of the or, or another platform and find somebody mm. and start talking to someone and eventually uh, build a relationship with them. And now, boom, you know somebody in that industry. So when you're as a business and you're offering services, yep. um, of course, you don't always say, you know, when somebody says, hey, do you can you do this? Yes, I can. Uh, you know, and, and you partnership with someone, you call the, your partner the next day and say, Hey, you know, I had somebody solicit me for this. Are you willing to help me on this? Yeah. And perfect. You do it. So, yeah. so you're not feeling like, uh, no, I don't know how to do that. Well, yeah. do you know how to do uh, site surveys or do, you know, uh, uh, physical security surveys or red teaming? 
Yep. Uh, and so you don't want to get into where you're just saying no, 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 because um, people yeah. stop calling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the other thing I've got written down here is that uh, we need to consider how you're going to have your business structured. So uh, we said from the outset, you know, sit down, sit down with an accountant and potentially a financial advisor, but not so much, I guess, but uh, definitely an accountant. Sit down there, sit down with a business expert and talk to them how it needs to be structured. So for an instance, in Australia, you know, you can either have it uh, as a trust or you can have it set, you know, the company up as a PTY LTD. Um, and I know uh, we mentioned, Steve, you guys have a LLC and you also mentioned the, um, the DBA. Um, yeah, DBA, LLC, and then uh, a, a S Corp or a C Corp, yep. like your typical corporation. What people look in the U.S., um, you know, your big corporations are all C Corps and S Corps, and it's all tax. Mm. It's all tax related. Stuff. That's I'm right. Not, I'm, I'm not a tax attorney. But that's it, exactly it, I will tell you, related to taxes, it's more yeah. complicated. Uh, yeah, so so essentially, you wanna you wanna form something that's gonna be the easiest and suit what you're trying to do, rather than rather than to get into where you know you're having to jump through all these crazy regulations and hoops that really you don't need to be doing at this time because you can always change that. You can always say as you grow, you can always change your corporation every year and just say, hey, I'm, you know, I think we need to do this, but. Uh, and it might be worth checking out too if there it has any impact on the security industry as such. So, for instance, you know, if you set up a trust, you know, are you able to uh, hold a, a specific license within the security industry, or does it have to be set up as a S corp or a LLC or something like that? I don't know whether there's yeah. any differences in, but that'd be definitely something you'd want to talk to your accountant about um, as well. So. Uh, and then I guess the, what flows off of that is your insurances and licensing as well. So here is, <laughs> um, yeah, so I know why you're laughing. Uh, we, I think we're, yeah, that, that's a top, that's a subject in itself there. Yeah. So well, let's start with, um, let's start with licensing. So here in Australia, you know, for me to conduct any sort of security in this, in Australia, I have to have an individual security providers license and that's for every single state that I operate in. So if I go to New South Wales, I have to have a New South Wales security license. If I'm in Queensland, I have to have a Queensland security license. Now that's the same for our for the for the business as well. So for the company, so Panoptic Solutions has is a um, has a licenses in New South Wales and in Queensland as well. So um, you, each state that you operate in, you have to have licensing for. Some ways to get around that, well, not necessarily get around it, but ways um, or strategies to, to, to work in other states is by exactly what we were talking about before, partner, partnering with, sure. Um, sure. with other companies. And we've got those sort of arrangements in place specifically yep. for you and what else. So um, I assume that's, that's a similar way over in the, in the US as well. Yeah, pretty, pretty, almost exactly that way. Each state has their own regulations. There's no uh, federal re regulations in the U.S. Uh, that I'm aware of that uh, that regulates the overall security industry. Um, uh, you know, that being said, I, I previously worked, uh, you know, in a state that had no regulations for security, right, uh, and and currently has none. Wow. So essentially. Yeah, you just said, "Hey, I'm a uh, executive protection specialist, and I'm blessed myself, and that's what I do." <laughs> and so, and get it up. Know, yeah, get it. Let's go. And, and now you still have to go form a business, so you you would have a LLC or whatever you're having, whatever yeah. you decide, or a DBA. But there was no regulations, wow. and I and I was in a state. And to be honest, 
now that I now that I am in a highly regulated state where you have to have uh, you have to have uh, what we call uh, and I'll just say I, I'm, I'm in Florida so you got to have a, a D license which is your regular security license then you have to have a G license which allows you to carry you know be armed uh, uh, along with that uh, D license um, and then and then you if you own a company you have to have an agency license so yeah, okay. to, to have your agency your company um, yeah. and then you have to have a manager and a manager's license and all kinds of stuff so I went from for 15 years in a state that had no regulations to one that that is uh, regulated and when and and I want to say clarify the the word regulation that's state regulations uh, that's not that's not uh, and Troy and I talked about this actually before we even come online that that's not um, standards mm, mm. that's that's not protection standards so so for everyone listening don't get confused with that meaning uh, qualified is not necessarily competent that is correct yeah. you could you could meet all the state standards and have a security license but have no qualifications as far as um, standards, meaning you could have, you could say you're, you could, you could apply and be an executive protection specialist, but not have ever attended a school or ever, or truly ever done it before. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's well, I mean, we, we, we spoke about this, as you said, offline, but um, the example I used here in Australia, um, and I know there's, um, there's other colleagues uh, of mine in the, in the industry that have um, been trying to push this forward, but, uh, and improve it, but in, in the um, security industry here in Australia, the bodyguard qualification uh, is essentially a two-day package at the end of a, a certificate, a correction, um, yeah, I think it's like a certificate two in security, which is like, you know, your very standard, your basic security package. So basically two days at the end of, a, of, of the end of the course. And I think, you know, as long as you can recite the phonetic alphabet and you can, <laughs> you can use it two-way, you pretty much get the tick in the box, which is absolutely pathetic. Um, you know, just because you're qualified, it doesn't make you competent. Now, is your bodyguard in Australia, when you say the word bodyguard, does that encompass executive protection or are those looked at as two separate fields in Australia, uh, regulatory-wise? Well, uh, not, not professional-wise, but like regulation-wise, the state or, or it's Australia. Well, regulation-wise, there's no difference because okay. the – the licensing doesn't necessarily recognize, even recognize the term executive protection. So bodyguard yeah. encompasses anything from close personal protection, executive protection, whatever, whichever term you want to use, um, yeah. that, that's what it encompasses. They just yeah. consider it all bodyguarding. Yeah. Yeah. Similar here. Okay. Yeah. But that's a, that's a whole other can of worms, mate. We could have the whole. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So, yeah. uh, so I digress. We we're talking about um, okay. So insurances. So, you know, make sure you figure out what it is, which insurances you need. Uh, here for us in Australia, we've got public liability, uh, professional indemnity, and there may be certain addendums that need to be attached to those. So, for instance, um, here at Panoptic Solutions, we provide uh, advanced medical services, which includes uh, pharmacology, drugs, and whatnot. So, we have to have our insurances to cover off on those as well. Um, and obviously we need the appropriate licensing for that, but that's separate to the security. So just sure. be aware of, you know, if for instance, you know, you, you've got a man guard, a manpower, manpower guarding uh, organization, you may want to uh, include the, um, I think there's a, a section there for 
uh, addition for, for for loss of keys and things like that. So there's certain you know um, sections within the insurance that you may want to tick off on. Um, so that's something you want to you want to sit down and decide as a business owner where you're going with it and what insurances you need. Yep. Yep. Similar, similar here. Um, I, I will say though, for guys that are looking at uh, doing their own business that in, in, in our industry specific, the protection side of things, you, you, when you get in whatever state you're in, yes, you, you're required like in the state of Florida, I'm required to have uh, my insurance, which I do. And I have to submit that to even get my agency license. Yep. So before they even give me a license, I have to submit that. And, and usually it's an incidental amount and an aggregate amount. Yep. It's usually two different numbers on my You know, I'll just throw numbers out there, five million and maybe two or something. Oh, so oh. you, you, and, and now, but generally what dictates the amount of insurance you have to have is actually your company, the companies you're working for dictate yeah, that. So your vendors. So if you're, if you have an, if you have a vendor account with a larger uh, corporation, let's say you're, you know, you use, they're using you for this one little niche. They're essentially going to dictate to you what you have to have. Yeah, <laughs> and then right. another corporate, another company you work for might require less yeah. and another company more and so forth. So it gets, yeah, it's uh there's, there's not an easy answer to it. You know, it's like if someone just called me and said, Hey, how much would I have to have to do that? That depends. Yeah. If, if you went to work for a huge, you know, top five security company and you were one of their vendors, it would be a lot more than if you're just working for a small company. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we had a client out of the US uh, some time ago. They, they, they spoke to us and they ended up going through a, a US provider, which we then worked with. Uh, based on that, the, the, their insurance, the, the insurance amount that they wanted was a phenomenal amount of money. Yeah. And yep. we're just like, well, you know, we, we can't cover that. So uh, we yeah. are going through another yeah. company. So, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting way of doing it, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that happens here. But I will, say, I will say at the corporate level, if you're, if you're a small company and, 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 you're a, and you're a value to a certain corporation, let's say you're niche-oriented and things that they don't particularly can't do and they know it, um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of U S corporations, and, and I'll, I'm saying this because my previous company that I worked for was a large corporation. Oh. We, um, we would bring, if we found companies that were very niche oriented and we couldn't duplicate what they do and we didn't want to do that. Of course, sometimes you can roll your insurance costs into your contract with them. Uh, so okay. they absorb your cost and pay, you know, whatever your contract is, they would absorb that amount for your insurance. So I say, Hey man, for, for, you know, just to work for you, I got to have this much. Then they just, they just basically roll that in the contract. And pay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. I mean, insurance is one of those things that it's, um, you, you, you hate paying it, uh, but it, you know, it, it obviously it's there for a reason. Um, in fact, we had, uh, one of our, we're, we're in talks with a client at the moment or have been in, in talks with a client and they they were talking to another entity and the fact that we already had our insurances already in place, you know, at a set amount that we had, they were like, oh, yep, yeah, cool. We're, we're just going to go directly with you guys. So it, yep. does, it does pay to have these things in place as a, as a business, as a company, if, it, you know, if you're looking to start one of these things up. Sure. Yep. Uh, one other thing that I'll mention too is is uh, is travel insurance. You and I are in the EP space. Uh, we do a bit of travel. Um, you know, 
uh, I've got guys that are working for us. Um, what we tend to do is have a, a blanket corporate policy. Not everyone does that, but for those, particularly for those that are guys that are contracting, um, you're going to need to have some sort of travel insurance in place. So um, that's another uh, insurance or another outlay that you're going to have to look at if you're looking to, to, to get into this game. Yeah, and Troy, explain to, explain to the, guy, the guys and girls that are listening what that means. What would that cover exactly? Um, yeah, so basically the, the, the travel insurance or the corporate policy we've got in place is it covers everything from, you know, lost luggage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, overnighting in places that you don't need, you know, necessarily want to be in that you have to fork out money for um, if the flight's delayed, uh, as well as it, it, it covers your medical expenses while you're away as well. So, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing. And now I don't know whether that, that's the same in the U.S., um, but certainly the policy we've got in place covers our contractors and our staff if they are travelling on uh, specific duties associated with Panoptic Solutions or with the company, then they, they are covered for medical expenses up to X amount of dollars and then repatriate, sure. repatriation as well, which is a big thing. Um, it doesn't necessarily provide them with insurance when they get back home to Australia, but it covers their insurances whilst they're abroad and getting them back. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. what our so, policy covers. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same here in the US. Same? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that's insurances. That's licenses we've spoken about, uh, <laughs> setting, setting it up. Uh, it's a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, so I, I've got here a couple of things like tools, you know, all your, your laptops, your computers, your, you know, are you going to, you know, is it going to be cloud-based? Are you going to be using servers? All your IT stuff, all your training aids, all your you know simulators and whatever else. So, <coughs> excuse me, that's something that you need to consider when you you you're setting up a, a company. Now, are you going to be going into training for us? Like we do first aid training as well. So we've got a bunch of you know those Annie dolls and all that sort of stuff. So these are all the expenses that you need to consider when you are starting up a business. The 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 end of the day though a lot of what we can do we can you know you as you and i know we've we've run operations out of hotel rooms so a laptop oh, a laptop and a dongle and off you go that's you're, you're for, running for, for for months for months and months on yeah. the end sometimes you're right yeah. you don't like to do that but you, you're able to do it yeah particularly if you, if you have really good staff back at your office um you can you can do it that way but if you're a one-man show and yeah it, it could get quite difficult if you're the one only one traveling you don't yeah. have that staff to help and, you do things, bookings, and you know what, and travel bookings, and logistics, and yeah, that's right. And you know what, you, you've done it. I've done it. I, I did it when I first started. It was pretty much me and a laptop, and that was it. And off we go. Definitely. So, um, so for those guys and girls out there looking to get in the industry, um, once you've got your business set up, you entity, you know, you don't have to go and spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on these things. You know, as you spoke about before, whether it be a DBA or a single, single or sole trader. Um, get your laptop, just get started, get your reputation out there. Yeah, get a laptop, get started, get some training, uh, get credible in the market. Like you said, uh, if you can find a, a mentor, yep. uh, that's, cr- that's crucial. And key. Yep. I, 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 don't, I don't think we even talk about that that much. If you look online or you're reading books, um, uh, th- those are good resources. But the mentorship program or just finding someone that will actually tell you something uh, that has has been there, done that, or been in the industry is just a, such a critical part. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah. And there's more and more of those people. Um, you know, 
than it was 15 to 20 years ago. Mm. Again, it's, it's, it's easier to find out information now. You just have to ask. Yeah. Um, just get on one of the platforms, find somebody you like, look at their background, and then ask them. Yeah. Point, but yeah. Just say, hey, can you talk to me? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, not everyone's going to drop everything straight away to come and talk to you. Um, but certainly, if you, if you approach it the right way, um, yeah. then yeah, you know, guys, guys all started in the industry at some point. So they all know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we've pretty much well, covered off like how to set it up. Uh, like I said, the biggest thing you're going to need is, is a good accountant to get everything up and running. Um, you don't necessarily need to have, you know, we spoke about having offices, like a, a physical address and, and whatever else. You know, you can, you don't have to have that. You can have a PO box. You can have, uh, you know, there's virtual offices out there these days that you can set up. Um, yep. Uh, and, and then, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that you can do, you can work from home, you can work from a hotel room, um, you know, you, you don't have to spend all that, you know, huge amount of money to get up and running initially. Um, so that's, that's my tips there for that. Um, I would agree. It's pretty much, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's scalable. Yeah, absolutely. Scalable is a great it's scalable. Yeah, yeah. You just do what you can do. Um, uh, again, if you start out as if you start out as uh, just a contractor doing your own thing, um, and and then you know you're let's say you are solicited by a company and say, hey, can you do this for us? Um, whatever it is, then you scale to that. Yep. Um, and and then you might you might be in you might be in that niche for a while, and then you you're you slowly branch out and you scale to the next scale. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, but uh, but but you know you know Troy the name of the game is is keep your overhead as low as you can and your profit margin as high as you can. That's I mean, it. That's, that's that sounds simplistic and but man it, you can get in over your head so fast. Um, yep. In the industry and and I will tell for for people looking at starting particularly in the security industry and I'm not going to speak for some I'm I'm not going to speak for other businesses but in the security industry and you're starting a business here, you have to be prepared. And, and I get frustrated with even contractors that work, work for me sometimes, meaning you have to be able to float yourself and your company might have a little while. When I say that, I don't mean you can, you're not going to take on $5 million worth of work from a company and they uh, you know take six months to pay you. I'm just talking about that you have to be able to go work you have to be able to travel and put forth, um, maybe book your own flights, book your own travel, your hotels, rental cars, so forth. And, and yeah, you might come back with, um, you know, a couple of thousand dollars on your credit card and you got to, you might have to sit on that for four to six weeks, depending on the company you're working on, yeah. working with. So I would just tell people, be prepared for that. And, and if you're doing a, if you're doing it just a sole proprietor or, or, or doing business as by yourself, um, you know, be, be ready for that. And, and I will say that's not outside the norm. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I do feel like there's sometimes there's uh, contractors that are a little naive and maybe they've worked for the government for a long time or they've worked for an entity. They're used to having per diem and have to be reimbursed immediately and so forth. Uh, in this industry, it's not like that. No, not at all. <laughs> Unless you work for a corporation that's giving you a credit card, you're you're probably going to take on a lot of their. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you do say, "Hey, man, 
you know, I'm taking on cost for a company that's, uh, you know, $8 billion company and I'm taking on their cost. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But that's the way it is. And a lot of that is just the, um, it's just the pay roll portion of it. It's the contract. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 30 days before your billing gets in. And by the time it gets approved another week or two. So yeah, you're, you're, you're out six weeks. So yep. um, anyway, oh, that's, absolutely. That's, that's an important piece. It really is because if you if you expect that once you've done the job you're going to get paid straight away, um, then you, you you're living in a fantasy world. It doesn't always work that way. It may work that way when you're working for somebody. You would obviously expect your employer to pay you for the job that you've done, for the work you've done. That's absolutely. right, absolutely. Uh, but certainly when you're running your own business, um, you know you submit your invoice one day. You it could take, as you said, look, I've waited up to three months for 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 a yes. um, invoice to be paid. And, um, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, I've heard in the industry before, well, I feel like I've funded XYZ who's a millionaire <laughs> or a billionaire. I've funded his trip. Well, yeah, not really, but it's just the way, yeah. you know, you've got to wait for the cycle to come through and you'll get paid, you know? So that's the yeah. way it is. Yeah. And on that same note, and, and I'll shut up, but, uh, also for, for people looking at doing a small business where you're working for yourself, um, you know, do your due diligence on, on companies, also other security companies, whether you work for them or not. And, and I would say, you know, check them out be very, be, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little weary of companies. If you've never worked for a company before, totally. um, about forking out, yeah, 1500 bucks on your first trip with them. And, uh, you know, just work with reputable companies and, and, uh, because you want to get paid for that. So I, I know they're in the U S I'm not sure about Australia, but there's a lot of fly by night companies. There's a lot of companies, uh, that, that, uh, supposedly don't pay their people yeah. and don't reimburse them. And that's the last time. And they never, so just, just be aware of that and work for good, reputable companies. Yeah. Um, so that way you don't get hung out and you'll, you know, you feel like, that everyone does that because it's, I would say that's, that definitely isn't the norm, but uh, yeah, absolutely. It's about finding those reputable companies. It, it comes back to those relationships too, doesn't it? So yeah. 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 Um, so one last thing I want to sort of cover off on uh, as a, I guess a business owner or a business entity or a company uh, at some stage or another, there's going to be um, marketing that comes into it. Now marketing is the bane of my existence and I'm sure it's a thorn in your <laughs> side as well, Steve. Um, yes. Look, let me explain why I feel it's the bane of my existence. We throw a lot of money at marketing, um, and we've learned over time that it, it's uh, not always good money that we're throwing. And the reason is, it we well, both of us we're in such a niche industry uh, in that we are dealing with some. You know, we tend to try and deal with some high level clients and whatnot. Um, you know, they're not, they're not sitting on Facebook looking for, you know, they're not sitting on Facebook looking for Troy Clayton to come and be their you know, EP agent. No. Know? So it's about... <laughs> they're difficult to reach. Yeah, it's, it's about finding the, 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 the right tactic. And so that's why it's um, been the bane of my existence because it's, it's, it's a very niche uh, service that both you and I provide or, or, or those within this industry provide. Uh, and it it's really comes down to reputation. Um, every big job that we've got or every, um, you know, quality client that we've had has come through word of mouth. Uh, and I That's think it. you can build your reputation uh, rather than being this salesy person, then that's, that's going to help you uh, tenfold. 
That's so it. Be really careful about when you first get in the industry about spending too much money on marketing because you don't necessarily need to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I would say, Troy, you 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 explained that real well. I, I think that really hurts a lot of people. Um, yeah, in this industry, it is it is definitely. I, I would say the marketing. I don't even I don't even say the word marketing that much. I use the term branding. Yeah, because I look at my whole company as a brand for me, uh, meaning it's it's a it's a. So I just look at it. I work on my branding. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly I don't spend. I probably don't spend nearly what you have on marketing piece. Um, and and I just yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I can tell you you're scaling it back. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But I have focused. On, I have personally for op structure. I have focused on the branding name. Yep. And 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 uh, you know. In the end, I am op structure. Steve Albritton is, um, yeah. and and in the end, your Troy Clayton is panoptic. I mean, yeah. really. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I I think for 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 guys and gals that are working, let's say you know you're you're looking at, hey, I'm a, I'm in the corporate sector right now, and I want to start a business and do my own thing. I do think you you're a little bit more. You get more value out of looking at the brand for you. Then you are just hey, I'm going to go out and do Facebook ads and spend a thousand dollars this month on Facebook ads. Yeah. Because then, of course, you have to look at like who your clientele is. I mean, and if our clientele are billionaires or let's say multi-millionaires, uh, yeah, they're on Facebook, but they're not typically looking for their security team on Facebook. No, so, that's right. Um, yeah. You know, so. it, it, look, you can do marketing. It just needs to be targeted. You need to think about um, who, who's your target audience and, and be strategic about how you're going to do it. Set yourself a budget. Don't go over your budget. Don't think that you're going to, the more you spend, the more return you're always going to get. I mean, marketing companies will tell you that. And, and I guess to, to a certain extent, that is the case. But at the end of the day, if you're just starting out in the industry, you're only going to have a small budget. Stick with your budget and, and just figure out the best bang for buck. Um, one thing I will say on this is, is um, and we hear it all the time in the industry, is networking. You know, networking, it's not a dirty word. Get yourself, no. get yourself out there. You know, let people know who you are. But there's, there's definitely an art to networking. Don't be a leech. Don't be that person that just comes up and wants, 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 wants. You know, you've got to give a little to get a lot. And yes. that's what it comes down to. You actually got to give a lot to get a little sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was, should have been the other way around. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So it's about meeting, you know, go to those places like ACES conferences and, um, you know, you know, any other sort of security forums that are out there. Get, get your name out there. Get seen. You, you're not going to get a job after the first meeting. You're not going to get uh, someone call you up and go, hey, I saw you at that meeting yesterday. How about we, we all do business together? It doesn't work that way. You need to be in the industry. Right. You need to build a reputation. People need to know who you are. Um, and, you know, the only way to do that is, is by networking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, starting out as a business owner too, actually, actually just as an operator, um, you know, there, there's still in the U.S., I don't know how it is in Australia, Australia but uh, there's still um, this fallacy that, uh, that, hey, you know, I can't be successful. Or that, I bet that guy, since he was, you know, an Army Ranger and a special operator, and I shouldn't even say the word Army, let's say Marine Corps, because I was in the Marine Corps. I, I'm, 
that oh I bet he's successful because he has the background. That's yeah. not necessarily true. No. Um, I, I know I know meaning you don't have to have that is what I'm saying. Yeah. So don't look at like well I don't have that so I can't be successful in the industry. There are so many successful people in this industry that that aren't don't come from those uh, sectors and or you know so I, I, it it is uh it is about uh, you know. I really truly believe in this industry. You could start from scratch. And if you just follow a plan, the mm. training plan, getting, getting the training, the networking, getting that first job or two, doing an excellent job, everything you do, because it is your reputation that you're, you're going to be successful. I mean, yep. there's no doubt about it. You're just going to keep moving up. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I, um, well, actually, uh, what we might finish on is um, just some basic tips for some newcomers or for the newcomers in the industry. And one that we sort of covered off on the last time we spoke was, uh, and it's a real basic tip, but it, it pays dividends in the end, is join an airline frequent flyer uh, or company <laughs> rewards program. Um, they build up, whether it be airlines, cars, or, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, um, you know, pay attention to the, um, you know, financial considerations that need to be covered with those. You know, sometimes they have, you know, you have to pay, others you don't. So, man, we've racked up so many points. Like we, for our credit card, our credit card we run through. That's right. Um, yeah. One of the airlines as well. So we earn points every time we spend. So, you know, that's, that's a, a, you know. A, yeah, a, join, join uh, I, there's lots of, like you said, free organizations, but, yeah, but typical all your fly, all your rental car companies, just get online one day and say, you know what, today I'm going to sign up for three rental car companies and I'm going to get my preferred points yep. signed up and then do, do, and then do the same thing with flights. Every carrier that goes out of your airport, sign up for them uh, and, and kind of start that way. Um, other, other really key items are travel documents. Um, I, you know, I don't know how, you know, in the U S we are able to get two passports. So of course, most of the people my, that, that, that I work in the circles I work with, we do do that because of travel issues. You know, when you send off your passport, uh, you know, you're going to travel to China and then you need a passport or you need a visa. And then while you're waiting 90 days for your visa, somebody says, Hey, can you go to London tomorrow? And you're like, no, I can't travel there for three months. You're screwed. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, uh, yeah, in the U.S., it, it's, it can be quite daunting trying to get that second passport, and you have to basically show a need for it. Yep. Uh, and it's a paperwork administrative process to do it. But those kind of things, um, and, and we're talking about if you, you, know, if you are traveling. But, um, for example, if you're just doing domestic work, yeah, you're probably okay with just the one passport because um, you're just going to travel every now and then. But a lot of a lot of details like that for the new guys um, would be. That's a good tip. We we don't we we aren't able to have that in, in Australia unless you're a dual citizen uh, of another country. Uh-huh. So, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Another tip I've got here is join LinkedIn. It's a really basic tip, but uh, if you're not on LinkedIn, then you should be. Uh, particularly now. Oh man. The very first thing we do is hmm. look on LinkedIn to see who we're talking about. So <laughs> I can't tell you how important it is to be on LinkedIn. Yep. And there's some other platforms out there too. Um, but and, and I don't work for LinkedIn. They've never paid me anything. But I would tell you it is um, it is a necessity yep. if you want to uh, move move forward in in this field. Uh, just just the 
just the plethora of information you get off of there and reading. Now, a lot of it is, you know, um, I won't go into the LinkedIn and all the tips and, and how you navigate through it and the best ways to do that. That's a, boy, we can do another podcast on that. Cause well, that's that's a, that's a, that. yeah. yeah, that's a podcast in itself. Uh, but, um, but, but anyway, yeah, invest some yeah. timing on, on your profile. Just get on there, uh, put a decent picture on there and um, a bit about your background and, and go from there. Because if you're not on there, people don't, it's one of the first things I do when we get a CV is, well, is, he on, is he or she on LinkedIn? Let's go and have a look. And then it gives you a bit of an idea who they are. And the same thing, you know, the other, other side of that is you can use it as a search engine for other things as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the other tip I've got here is establish yourself as a professional by joining the right professional associations, uh, such as, you know, ASIS. Uh, ASIS is yeah. one. Um, ASIL is one in Australia, although it is um, limited in what they do. Um, I'm not sure if there's any others out there in the US that you would advise joining. There's a lot of good organizations um, and there's probably a lot of good organizations that I'm not a member of that I should be that I don't know of. So I don't, I definitely don't want to say I'm an expert in that, but there are some key ones uh, in the U S and, and I would say ACES is one of them. Uh, we have another organization called ATAP, which is uh, it's the association for threat assessment professionals. Okay. But yeah. So it, you would be dealing with more of the, um, you know, looking at the more of the adversary or their assailants and mentally where they come from and, you know, what makes a person stalk someone. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Kind of getting into their mind so you can kind of understand that piece. And I'm probably, some of the ATAP members when you listen, they're like, ah, oh, he screwed all that, that all up. I probably did. But uh, it, it's, a, it's a great organization too. They have seminars every year. And, and, and we say this about these organizations because those are the organizations that other professionals are going to be at. So you might be new to the industry, but you go to one of these seminars, you're walking in the halls or you might be in a forum with people that have been doing it for 30 years. Those, there's no other atmosphere that you could walk up and literally introduce yourself and say, Hey, I'm so-and-so and, uh, you know, I've read your book or I've seen your stuff. Yep. Uh, and, and it's great to talk to you and they give you your business card and boom, Yep. It might end up with a relationship with comes them. back to that networking, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, there's an organisation that we joined uh, earlier this year and um, wrote an article for for uh, Protective Security Council uh, (PSC), um, and they're uh, basically a similar sort of organisation, I guess, is um, uh, ACES, a little bit smaller, um, but primarily they're all about you know protecting people uh, and and bringing those professionals together. So um, that's that's another one that's yep. worth looking into. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of small groups. I would say there's, the wherever US. You're working at, there's a lot of small chapters too, that you can join that's specific to your area. Yeah. I would say definitely get online and try to figure out where the, what those organizations are. Yeah. Um, they're specific to your area where you're yeah. working. So no worries. Um, Actually, we might put a link to yeah. each of those organizations uh, with this podcast as well. Um, what else did I have here? There was a, we've got one, two, three, four, four more tips and then we're done. So upskill, upskill and continue to train. Don't rest on your laurels. So just because you've got a super duper background, just because you, you know, you've done, um, you know, super jet ninja training previously doesn't necessarily mean that your, uh, your next job's going to be, um, you know, the greatest. Make sure you continue to, 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 to evolve and continue yeah. forward. Um, 
Don't waste the yep. time on market. And, and to add, and and to add, I was going to say to add to that, Troy, real quick, and our my internet's glitching a little bit, so I was missed a couple of things there. Sorry to walk on you, but to add to that on the training thing, uh, even if you do have multiple schools in training, um, to just when when you are looking at what you're going to do for training do the right thing meaning really really investigate and focus on particularly i and i'll i'll throw this more at the newer people getting going is is really investigate what you need to do meaning and i'm not saying you know any training is good training but don't waste your money mm. don't don't uh, don't um you know it's it's like if you you're going to get in the executive protection industry or you want to and w would you be better off and and I'm saying this because I I was in law enforcement for many years too. And yes, I attended many SWAT schools. Okay, um, so would that get me on? My, would that get me into the industry with no other training? No, it wouldn't. I'll just answer that. So if you're looking at, hey, you know, I want to go do a lot of specific gun training, or I want to do, uh, you know, I want to go to a 80 80 hour SWAT school then you that might not be the best school for you to be going to at the time later if you want to do that it's good to have the tactics yep. but that might not be the best uh use of time where yeah totally yeah a one week protection school that you know is rated high or maybe online you've seen two or three people or a host of people on linkedin or whatever talking about a specific school was awesome and the training was great and this and that well that would be a better use of your time and money um, unless you just have unlimited money and funds, uh, if you're like uh, us, Troy included, you got to focus on what you spend spend your money on for training. Totally. So, yeah. so um, yeah, yeah. Don't just do the whatever you're hearing everyone else is doing. Yeah, um, yeah. Concentrate on your weaknesses. I mean, if you if you don't know how to do a route plan or if you don't know how to do up an advanced document, then you know don't go and spend a bunch of money on on a pistol course when you really should be concentrating on that. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Totally. That's it, man. Uh, one other thing we, we sort of covered off uh, already on um, marketing, but I'll, I'll just reiterate this again. Don't waste a ton of money on marketing. Um, use places like uh, Fiverr or Upwork uh, for any design work that you might need. Or if you've got a friend that knows how to do that sort of stuff, lean on them. That's right. Done. Don't pay thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars on, on design work when you <clears> may not need it. Yeah, I would say that. I would, say, I would definitely... Um, <laughs> go with that Troy I, that's uh, that's been that to be honest that's still a lesson learned for me yeah. uh, to this day you know you know it's going in and building websites and all that stuff you man you can get so far in over your head because you in your mind you have this awesome idea or let's say you looked online and you found this website that was similar and you're just like man I gotta have that that yeah. is awesome. look at this thing it's so awesome well there's a probably there's probably a reason it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and I would tell you, yeah, when you start getting into the weeds on it, that might, that site might cost you 12 grand a year, Crazy, you yeah. know, uh, or 12 grand to build it yeah. where, you know, you could go in yourself or have a buddy that you went to college with build you a, a, a WordPress template site for what? A couple hundred bucks, man. And you're yeah. up and running, you know? Uh, so anyway, yeah. it's, uh, 
It's a, so we've it's all a, done that. It's just a black hole marketing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But anyway, I won't, keep, won't keep banging on about it. Uh, I've got two more tips and then we're done. Uh, find a partner we spoke about. I, I, I basically write that, wrote this back down after you mentioned it. I think that's a great tip that you brought up, um, Steve. Uh, find a partner. Partner up with various entities. Find out something that you don't necessarily do but you want to offer. Um, and then work out an arrangement between the two of you, or all three of you. Or That's right. Got. Yep. 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 Uh, you sort of, that old cliche, you scratch, I'll scratch your back and you scratch mine. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, and and the last one I've got here is um, particularly if you're new to business or you haven't got a business background like all of us, uh, more, the vast majority of us in, in this industry, find a, a course. Uh, whether it be a business training course or a small module, and then and go and do it. If you don't know anything about Excel spreadsheets, find a module on Excel spreadsheets. Go do it. Yeah. If you don't know how to do, um, I don't know, what, whatever else is with, within business, yeah. go and find yeah. out and, and educate yourself. Yeah, or you can do like I did, um, and this is a good tip for everybody. You can marry someone that is really <laughs> good at all the things that you suck at. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. 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 Well, mate, you and I think, think alike because, you know, you've, you've done the same thing. I've done that. I've married a lawyer and all my contracts are a lot. Oh, real. man. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, yeah. My wife's not a lawyer, but definitely a lot smarter than I am. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's nice to be able to, uh, to rely on someone to help you. Um, it, and uh, and they, they really do help. I mean, um, and I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much, like I keep saying, we don't know in business. Um, and, you know, without my partner or my wife, we'd, we'd be buggered. So and I'm, I dare say you're the same. So, yeah, yeah, same, same here. And, and that might not, and I do, I do, I'm joking about that, but uh, that might not be, that might not be your wife, but that might be your brother mm. or might be your sister or might be someone that can, you can kind of partner with a little bit to help you on that. I mean, if you're, if you're not good at PowerPoint, and spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. You might need to learn them because I will tell you in our industry, you're going to be, you need to know how to do a PowerPoint, totally. at least a basic. And you need to, you need to know how to do a nice word document and so forth. So if you don't know how to do that stuff, part, go find somebody that does and they'll help you. And, and, uh, you know, before you send a document out, you send it over to your sister or your brother or whoever's good at that and have them review it. Um, um, so we, we all do that. I do that quite often. Um, yeah. Some, sometimes I do replies. I'm like, ah, I can't believe I just did that. Shit, you know. So, uh, but anyway, that, that's a great piece of advice, mate. So we might we might leave it on that. We've been going for about an hour, so uh, hopefully no one's awesome. ears are bleeding. Um, initially, we thought we weren't going to be able to flesh this out, but we're an hour hour deep, and um, we probably should pull up stumps. So awesome. that was uh, that was really good. I, I hope um, that you guys, the listeners out there, got uh, got something out of it. Um, there's some really great tips in there. Um, so go back, have a listen to it. Um, if there's anything else that you want to know, uh, whether it be in regards to the tips that we've given or anything else in, in, in amongst the business, whether it be business-related, security-related, EP-related, whatever it is, um, you can reach out to uh, Steve at steve at obstructure.com or you can reach out to me at uh, troy at panopticsolutions.com um, and both of us have websites, um, obviously obstructure. Uh, www.obstructure.com yep. and uh, panopticsolutions.com uh, so you'll be able to find uh, any other information you need there. 
So uh, if you like the podcast, go there, go through and vote for it for us. Um, Steve, as always, mate, really great to have you as our co-host. Um, pretty excited about it. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, and I will say, and I know Troy said this, leave, leave some comments if you're listening on specific topics. Uh, seriously, that really helps us. Uh, we I love to answer. Um, you know, it's nice to hear what the demographics are and what you guys want to hear. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Steve, we'll leave it at that. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll um, till next time. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to the Wheels Up podcast with Troy Clayton. For more information, show notes, resources, and subscription options, visit wheelsuppodcast.net. Wheels Up is brought to you by the Experts on Air podcast network. Until next time, safe travels. <laughs>